The COVID-19 pandemic showed us just how vulnerable supply chains are. Today, we face many threats, shipping delays, a lack of workers, failing infrastructure, transportation rates that are out of control, cybersecurity threats, and of course, a worldwide pandemic that is still very much with us. But with each of these threats comes opportunities. Welcome to this limited podcast series from CSEMP's Supply Chain Quarterly, the top 10 supply chain threats. This podcast is sponsored by Trax, the global leader in transportation spend management. Trax elevates traditional freight audit with a combination of industry-leading cloud-based technology and the industry's most global services to deliver enterprise-wide value and customer satisfaction. In addition, Trax's invoice payment automation service, Trax Pays Plus, ensures efficient payment management, reduces payment issues, improves carrier loyalty, and increases cash flow. The customers of Trax represent the world's most complex supply chains, and they chose Trax to achieve end-to-end visibility and control of their global transportation costs, improve transportation data quality, and call upon logistics management optimization strategies. Visit Trax at traxtech.com. Today, we focus on the threat posed by increasing costs. Here is your moderator for this segment, Supply Chain Quarterly's Executive Editor, Susan Lacefield. Welcome to the latest episode of Supply Chain Quarterly's podcast on the top 10 threats facing supply chains. Today we are looking at the risks and challenges associated with rising costs. And to help us unpeel that onion is Zach Rogers, who is an assistant professor at Colorado State University. Zach has a really good read on the costs facing the logistics industry through his work with the monthly Logistics Managers Index, also known as the LMI. Um, Zach, for those of our listeners who are not familiar with the LMI, can you give us the brief elevator speech of what it is? Absolutely. So the LMI is something we started five years ago. This is actually mm-hmm. our fifth year anniversary. We started it at CSCMP. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, so we're all very excited. Uh, and so essentially the LMI is a change index where we go and we talk to a few hundred managers mm-hmm. every month, usually director level and above, so they have a 20,000 know, foot view of, of the supply chain and ask them about eight key metrics. We ask them about inventory levels and costs. And then for both warehousing and transportation, we ask them about costs, utilization, and capacity. Great. And all we say is going up, is it going down, or is it staying the same? And we uh-huh. use those answers monthly to create a diffusion index, wherein anything above 50 means growth, Mm-hmm. Anything below 50 means contraction. It's very similar to, to the PMI. Right. Um, and actually, the reason we established the LMI is because really, you know, the PMI, when they started that in the 60s, it was it made sense to let's look at uh, manufacturing and inventories right. and things like that to measure the economy. Well, when we started this in 2016, it's we thought we need to look at transportation mm-hmm. and service levels because the economy has really fundamentally shifted. Plus we really capture both the upstream and downstream parts of the supply chain. So not just the manufacturing industrial side, but consumers as well. So we've been doing it for five years and and it gives us a pretty good read on the direction that the economy is going. Because if you think about it, before you can buy something, we had to drive it there, we had to store it somewhere, we had to hold it in inventory. So it's a pretty good economic indicator. So what are the responses to the survey indicating? You know, costs are already high. Right. Are they going to rise even more? It seems that way. You know, mm-hmm. So if you look at the overall index, uh, in the most recent report that came out, 
It was a, a 73.8, I believe. Okay. And if you put the last three months together, so basically summer, June, July, August, uh -huh. um, the overall average was a 74.4, which is the highest three-month moving average that we've ever had in the five months. Wow. So if people listening to this thought, man, my supply chain seemed really expensive this summer, it was. <laughs> it right, was, right, wasn't right, just right. you. Uh -huh. And a lot of that is driven by costs. For instance, warehousing prices mm -hmm. were at an 88 uh, in August. Now, the scale only goes up to 100, so 88 is pretty high. Right. It was also that high in July. It's and it's the highest level we've ever had. So July and August, back to back months, mm -hmm. we had consecutive highest readings ever for warehousing. Now that's really interesting because warehousing typically is not that volatile, especially if you compare it to something like transportation. Right. Transportation is up, it's down, it's all over so the place. Factors, We're used yeah. to big swings. Warehousing prices, if you go back and look at the last couple of years, it's really been in like a ten to fifteen point band the whole time. It doesn't get too low, it doesn't get too high. Mm -hmm. Well, what's happened is we've had a capacity crunch now for so long. Warehousing capacity has been in a state of contraction for now 12 consecutive months. Wow. And really, there's only one month of the whole pandemic. Of the 18 months of the mm -hmm. pandemic, it contracted for 17 months. And it was at a 50.5 in August of 2020. So just like just barely, someone built five warehouses outside of Atlanta and it just barely went up for right, something. Right, right, right. But it's been negative since then. And so what's interesting is we're starting to see warehousing prices move quickly hmm. in a way we'd normally see transportation prices move. And part of the reason for that is really it's just exhaustion in warehouse networks. Okay. So it's been contracting and contracting and contracting for a year mm -hmm. and really a year and a half. Mm -hmm. And we're starting to see the marginal increased cost of less capacity go up and up. So essentially for every bit of capacity that we don't have, it's becoming more and more expensive. Okay. You know, I, I kind of compare it to a supply chain right now is, you know, when you're in college, I'm around college students all the time. I, right. I teach them, professor, yeah. you know, I can tell, you know, sometimes they're up all night, right? Mm -hmm. Because studying for one test, and you can stay up all night one night in a row and probably be mostly fine. I mean, I can tell they don't look totally right, but I can right. tell they're mostly fine. But if you do that for a week, you're not going to be fine. No, you get psychotic. And that's essentially what's happening with supply chains right now. We have psychotic supply chains. Yeah, we, it's like we've been up all, all year, essentially. <laughs> uh -huh. And we're really starting to get tired. And you're seeing that stress on capacity really reflected in prices. Okay. So what... what what can supply chain managers do to mitigate these costs? Is there anything right. they can do, or they just got to write it out? Well, what do you think about having Christmas in February? Do you think that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine with that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Skip the lines. No, right. I, I think that, um, you know, really it's got to be um, strategies where you, you play to your strengths. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's no way to avoid some things, right? Like, Okay, we know the cost of a container right now is $20,000 going from China to the West Coast, right. which, you know, is about 40% of the value of the goods in the container, where normally it should be 4%. So there's a problem. Mm -hmm. We know that things are slower. And, and, and essentially, we see firms kind of shifting between a couple different strategies. Okay. If you look at someone like a Best Buy, mm -hmm. Best Buy decided, well, we're just going to stock up like crazy and carry way more inventory than normal mm -hmm. so that hopefully we don't miss many orders and we can really fill demand in Q4. 
you saw Toyota do the same thing. You know, Toyota actually outsold GM in Q2 for the first time ever in the U.S. Mm -hmm. because they stocked up on, on yes, yeah, exactly. The most JIT company on the planet decided let's not do JIT. Right, that says something. It, it, yeah, it really does. They're always one step ahead of us, those, right. those guys at Toyota. And so some companies have sort of done that where, okay, we'll build up and build up and build up. Other companies have tried the cost-cutting methods. Mm -hmm. It doesn't seem like that has worked as mm. well, though. Mm. Now, is building up inventories, uh, you know, forever sustainable? Probably not. You know, we, we eventually, you know, we've gone from just in time to just in case. Mm -hmm. I think probably we'll settle somewhere in the middle. Right. right right now we're sort of at the other extreme the other end of the spectrum where people are ordering more than they need because they know okay well it's going to be 60 days for it to get over here it's going to wait for nine days off the in the san pedro bay right i'm just going to place a double order because who knows when my next order is going to come in right eventually that will that will slow back down and really what we're seeing now is companies experimenting and really trying to calibrate their strategies for this sort of new reality. You know, mm -hmm. we went into the pandemic with really this sort of pre-COVID ideas about how things work, about how quickly a ship could get here from China, right. about the cost of a container, about how quickly a rail car could get across mm -hmm. the country and not be stuck in Chicago. Right. All of these sort of ideas. And so we build our supply chains in these assumptions and now those assumptions have changed. Right. And so we are right now dealing with the post-COVID world with pre-COVID supply chains. And eventually we'll get to the post-COVID supply chain right. and be calibrated a in a way, yeah, where we can deal with the new realities. Okay, well, great. This has been a fascinating discussion, Zach. I really appreciate you coming down and talking to us um, at CSE and Pianch about what's going on in the... Well, I mean, you guys are strategically located right next to lunch. So right. this was great. <laughs> well, go enjoy your lunch. And uh, for our listeners out there, go and subscribe to the podcast. Absolutely. Thank you very much. And Thank you. And d-lmi.com by oh, the way. Okay. all of our They're reports right. at d-lmi.com including the old ones that I kind of don't want anybody to look at right are, but are it's a good there. it's a good case a good look at what's changed yeah absolutely I'm, yeah well, so thank you again thank you thank you for joining us for this podcast from CSEMP's supply chain quarterly the top 10 supply chain threats we encourage you to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts